0: Love, talk radio. Hello, welcome to Old Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. Happy Earth Day to everyone. Uh, Yesterday's Earth Day. Uh, April's full of all kinds of exciting markers. Um, anyway, if you're first time tuning into the show, my name is Jim Ventura. I am a professional astrologer and navigational consultant with um, uh, Quite a bit of knowledge in a number of different areas, from uh, astrology to numerology, to, Uh Information about uh, personal sessions with me can be found on my website at jimventur.com. I'm also a writer and an author, and I do an every-other-month column on blog spots called Snake Oil, a.k.a. what this show is a takeoff from. I generally, do about one a month radio shows, as well as uh, you can check out my YouTube channel. I just did a new YouTube uh, spot today that I'll post about Tauruses. So, um, anyway, all the good information available on my website inventor.com. dot uh, com. Anyway, so if you're catching the show live, this is an interview show today. So. Here's the exciting news. I am going to take live callers um, in a little bit as we progress through the show. Um, Anyone who follows me know I hardly ever take live callers. So this is an <laughs> exciting opportunity for people to call in and uh, ask questions of my guests today. So um, very lucky to have an amazing uh, young and up-and-coming astrologer, although she's been at it for a while from what she told me, uh, named Ashton and uh, I want to just everybody introduce everyone today to Ashton how are you today Ashton
1: hello hello
2: I'm doing so well thank you so much for having me on and to talk astrology and um, connect people with this um, beautiful beautiful language of the stars it's so fun <laughs>
0: yeah I know I, I you know I, I always love to uh, you use very good words there about it being a language um and it's a language uh, a really powerful informative language and uh and it's always exciting to talk to other people who understand the language and of course teach others who are new to it to understand the language
1: uh, yes yes
0: exactly you, as you well know so uh why don't you um tell everybody a little bit about you, maybe how you got involved in astrology and um and, and just so maybe a little background, so everyone can kind of know who we're we're talking to here.
2: Um. Okay. Well, uh, let's see. I think I was about. Well, the very first introduction to astrology was I had to be like nine years old, and my friend handed me one of those pamphlets from like a Cosmo magazine. She was like, "Here, look, you're a Cancer," and I was like, well, "What does that mean?" And I started reading, and you know, kind of just years passed. And then again, at 15 years old, my um, my mom um, handed me this piece of paper that said, Cancer Sun with a Gemini Moon and I had already been familiar with the sun sign and I was like, All right, yeah, I got that but what is this moon business? I've never heard of this and I um I started to read Gemini Moon and, and then I was like kinda got sucked in to 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 the whole chart and navigating um the different the different planets and the charts and the aspects so I got that's that's how it all began and it's been it's been a journey of learning ever since and it it never really stops and that's what's so fascinating about it. And and then of course once once the information is there, connecting it with real life experiences is, is part of the fun, which I find fascinating.
0: So yeah, so that's
2: how I, it that's how it all started.
0: <laughs> I think that um it, it's a hard thing uh to explain in that way but w- when you learn astrology i mean you just keep learning more and more as you go mm-hmm. and it is really amazing the the depths and the levels of insight and information that can come through when you when you continue on that journey um you know
1: so
2: yeah and I I um, I feel like it's very similar to like when you stare at a piece of artwork and you're looking at this painting and and then you you see the different subtleties and you get into the different okay there's different layers happening here that's making this whole piece come together that's having this life into it so it's it's never really just one thing and that's why too like I always tell people like don't just it's not just this or it's not just that it's it's a whole it's like a tapestry of information
0: It's, It's really fun yeah, yeah, it, it's uh, it, it is. It's ultimately uh, really quite expansive. Um, you know, I, I always say that too. I, I I started learning it when I was about eighteen or nineteen, and um, one of the things I I often tell people, we'll see whether you agree with this or not, is it was so um, influential in helping me understand who I am and why I'm here. Um, mm. You know. It You know, because, you know, there are areas in life where, you know, I think like your family will often be like trying to steer you a certain direction
1: and <laughs> yeah, you're just yeah.
0: refusing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're just not going to <laughs> yeah. And astrology is like amazing because it like highlights this recognition of your soul contract in that way, like mm. what your natural dispositions are. And, and of course, where those challenges are. Right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 definitely like um I, I found when I started really studying it, to me it was very similar to like playing a piano and hearing certain notes, going with certain um like characteristics and sun signs and I I almost got to the point where I was like, Okay, I have to step back and make sure like I'm I have to know that this is coming from within and, and go so I, I took a step back and then I went inside I was like, Okay, this is this there's something here and like you said, like you recognize these things within yourself that okay, maybe this is, this is part of a vibration that I have that it's not this, like, weird thing. You become very much more accepting of, of kind of your natural expression.
0: Right. Absolutely. I mean, even just down to the, some of the most simplistic things like, you know, being a fire sign or an air sign, <laughs> having strong air characteristics or water characteristics or, you know, it's like, you know, the, you know why am I so emotional? Well,
1: <laughs>
0: uh, you're emotional because you're, or same dynamic. Why am I not so emotional? Well, you know, I mean, it's not really highlighted as much in the chart, you know, in that way. And and I think, like I said, it's just it's such a simple thing, but it does really, like I said, sort of reinforce your your position and your role and your uniqueness in the world as well.
2: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you look at, you look at, that's why too, like, you know, you say, Oh, she's a sunset. I mean, she doesn't act like me. It's Cause there's a whole other combination of flavors happening. And, and literally I think a chart is not reproduced for I think 26,000 years or 30,000 years, or if ever, I'm not quite sure on that part, but I know that, yeah, it's, there's a highly unique um, aspect to it. That makes it
0: fascinating too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, I even, you know, because it brings up that whole concept of twins, by the way, because I, you mm-hmm. know, I was just a great story I had read for two young women that were 18 some years ago, and they were um, twins, uh, born eight minutes apart. But one was Capricorn rising, and the other was Aquarius rising, even though, obviously, their birthdays they were same. And the physical noting of difference was, was mind-boggling. Absolutely. Wow. Mind-boggling. Aquarius was very tall and elegant with kind of sh- shining skin, very common for Aquarius risers, by the way, to have that sort of what I call Florence Henderson, <laughs> Farrah Fawcett look. Um, and uh, the Capricorn was more stocky and, you know, much kind of smaller and stocky, even though they, they looked, you know, very similar in, in other contexts. Uh, unfortunately, their birthdays were nine eleven.
1: Uh, oh, my goodness. So that's
0: a, yeah, horrifying. Right, yeah. <laughs> to be, in this day and age to be, you know, a nine eleven birthday, you know, it's not one of the ideal um, uh, birthdays to have, I'm thinking. Uh, uh, so, anyway, uh, quick story there. Okay. <laughs> so, um, all right, you know, what, what What I'd like to do for a little bit is, and we're going to open up um, today, we're going to open up the phone lines and, and take some live calls. Um, I already have one caller I chatted with and, uh, my friend Kay here, who's going to be first, so we'll get to her in probably uh, about 25 minutes here, 20 minutes, so hang in there, and I apologize for hanging up on you, Kay, which I did, because I'm managing the switchboard, and, and um, you know, I'm a little bit of a dingbat. That's what I call having an air sign moon, being uh, <laughs> a dingbat sometimes. Uh, Oh, my God, how could you say that? Anyway, so uh, we'll get to those in a little bit. But um, uh, Ash has uh, agreed to kind of take a look at my chart and uh, maybe comment on a little bit of what she sees in my chart. And, um, you know, hopefully, uh, obviously, it'll be an interest to me, but also, um, you know, uh, maybe we can tie that into, you know, other factors that other people might resonate with as well. We'll let you take the reins here.
2: All right, so um, so I pulled up your chart, and I mean, right off the bat, obviously the sun in Sagittarius is so pronounced. Um, <laughs> the fire yeah. element, the philo- the philosophical element, the um, desire to connect through teaching, and um, when with the planets, the sun is like the archetype of your life force. It's your your expression. It's um. It's what's, you know, giving giving your whole chart the momentum forward. So with your with your Sagittarius Sun and then connecting it with your Libra moon, like makes for an amazing ability to connect with people in relationships and having this layer of informing them and teaching and um you know, dispensing this vast amount of information that you've collected over experiences and Sagittarius is the opposite of Gemini and Gemini is the, you know, the facts, the information, the quick, but um, with your, um, let me see, your north node in Gemini, um, that's more of like this, like radio, talking quickly, talking to the community, talking to um, your friends, your siblings, your immediate environment. So to have the sun, your solar force so uh, practice. Um, then to blend it in with your North. No, that's, I mean, you're doing it right here <laughs> Just with talking and sharing information and connecting and, you know, being in a lighthearted way. Cause sometimes Sagittarius could be the, you know, sitting alone on the mountaintop to philosoph philosophizing. Is that how you say it?
0: Right. Right. Getting, getting, occasionally getting too deep, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Which, which, it really comes into balance with the Libra moon Um, recognition of the other. It's like, okay, uh, Libras are very much um, aware of the other, aware of the other person aware. Okay. There's someone standing next to me. Um, And you know, you might think like, okay, isn't everyone like that? Well, Aries is not like that. It's not like that at all. Aries is very much like, um, what do I want? Where am I going? What do I need? And then they become aware of the other when they bump into them or, or the other responds or reacts. Um, so to have your Moon in Libra um, gives you the gift of being aware of the other. Sometimes too much, but that's again what comes back to Libra is the balancing of of um, okay, well, what do I need and what what does the other person need, and then coming to that centered place of of um, I don't know if compromise is a good word, but you know I've seen I've seen you and in conversation where you're you're listening and you're aware of like what the other person where they are and how, how they're doing. And that's, that's really a great strength in Libra. So I sometimes like to combine the sun with the moon. So, so being a teacher and being around people to help them like connect with themselves is is something like you definitely have a skillet. Oh, and then what Mercury in Scorpio?
0: yes actually technically it's in sag i'm just right on the cusp uh for the end of uh oh, um, yeah, we're, we're, yeah. oh
2: yeah i was looking at okay i'm looking at venus which is right there by your seventh yeah,
0: house venus, venus is definitely in scorpio and and quick comment before you get to that and we're going to go back to that in a minute you know you're right on about that because i have this mantra that i always say about to people that there are other people in the world <laughs> This is my mantra. You know, it's like even when I'm like walking in Vegas and there's like six people walking side by side, taking the entire sidewalk, and so no one came around them. Uh, often the more aggressive Sagittarius part of is like, other people. Other people are here. Are you not aware that there are other people and to take them into account? So it's funny that you bring that up because tie that with some fire sign lunacy um, and getting irritated about it. So I always am aware of other people. I always sort of say be aware of your audience. You know, uh, if, mm. some, if I'm telling a story, and someone is notably getting bored or fidgeting, I, I end the story. That's it. You know what I mean? That I'm not going to subject them <laughs> to anymore. For whatever reason, <laughs> they are bored or not entertained or bothered. I mean, why would I continue to waste my time? Story over, you know, in that sense. And uh, I've seen many a public speaker that I would re- recommend that attribute to. Uh, yeah, anyway, connect, so, uh, connect, and
2: be aware, be present with the person with who who is in front of you, and and
0: right. That's I,
2: I'd honestly say a Sagittarius also can have that um, quality as well, like a deep listening, like Gemini's. Well, both Gemini and Sagittarius, and I always like to talk on the axis, like because they're they're the polarities and opposites. Both of them do like to talk, and both of them um, do like um, information and knowledge. However, I think Sagittarius has developed also the listening. The ability of listening, which, you know, uh, so the antidote is always like if there's some people with Gemini in their charts or Gemini sons, like to develop the skill of, of listening or quieting your mind, because Gemini has that nervous, nervous, like.
0: Right. Like uh-huh. Yeah. To, uh, to get a little, or get a little all over the place, right. Uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> well. scattered. Cool. All right. So. So, okay, let's uh, go back to where I had cut you off with Mercury and Venus. Okay, so then
2: Venus so then Venus we have in Scorpio, which again, like a um, so your moon sign is going to be somewhere where you are already like in tune. We'd like to say it's like your feminine, your inner feminine energy and uh, feminine energy is usually more receptive, more cued in, more, more attuned. So um, Libra is a relationship sign, so you're Moon is there, but then also you have your other art type feminine planet Venus, which is how you are in social situations, how you um, like connect with women, and this is in Scorpio, which is a, a fixed water sign. So also that intuitive ability to connect with others in that unseen realm is very um, very natural for you, especially in social situations. So. Um, your ability to navigate social settings is like cued in because you have the awareness of the other people the you know the diplomacy and the tact to navigate then you also have this the Scorpio energy which is transformative and deep so Scorpio energy can see beneath the surface it can see and feel what's not um, physically apparent or you know how sometimes like people say like oh my god how did you know that well I felt it and I saw it that's Scorpio they pick up literally right. on underlying vibrations yeah so so again like your Venus how you express express yourself um, in the feminine sense is going to be that that deeper intuitive um, knowledge and you know uh, Venus so for socially like it's not like a like a it's not like a fun place where it's gonna be like ha ha ha. I do lighthearted. Scorpios don't do lighthearted. Like
3: they're very right.
2: like much. And and it's not a, it's not a it's not a bad thing either. It's just the fact that they like swim in deeper waters. That's part of their nature. It's, it's you know they enjoy it. So so Venus is also gonna be what you enjoy. You enjoy that deeper sense of connecting on other levels, and and that's beautiful. Like you know. There's time to be surface, and there's time to be depth, and both are, both are wonderful in different right. ways.
0: Um, yeah, I've so always – um, I've always uh, – you know, I always think that one of the things about Venus and Scorpio is – I always sort of say this humorously – relationships are either I'm completely immersed or no way <laughs> –
1: no middle ground, you know, like
0: the Scorpio <laughs> no. thing, like you're either really in or you do not give a shit about that area of your life whatsoever and not putting any energy toward it right now. I think that's very Scorpionic. And I also think that, like, I humorously, thank God it's in my humor column, but my my humor can be dark, <laughs> really mm-hmm. dark sometimes. I if I, I, I said that happy, with your Mercury in the eighth house. Time, yeah you can you can go dark, and I do it in a way like I said, where I just find the humor of laughing at ourselves and uh and uh I think for the most part, like i said it, it does work. It gives me some water to a otherwise earthly chart, you know because there's a lot in the earth mm. in my natal chart yeah so yeah, it's one, two anyway. three
1: four
2: five six six you have six six features, six earth features, definitely earth earth dominant. Because your rising is Taurus, so your opposite is
1: going to be Scorpio. Right. Oh, but we
2: yeah, got all this. Yeah. You have all this, all this activity on your ascendant now: it's the Sun, Mercury, Venus, Uranus. Ooh, Uranus is right now conjunct Jupiter. How are you feeling?
1: Are you? Are you? Well, uh, are you, you know for, what? Like,
0: <laughs> it's always interesting because we can use this as a great segue into kind of talking a little bit about transits as well for the listeners to understand what that entails, but. You know, for the last month or two, as Ash, you said, I had a lot of stuff going on in the 12th house that is now crossing over into my first house. And I got to tell you, mm-hmm. like, I, I say this with, with humor because I have many clients that have strongly natally placed 12 houses in astrology. Oh, I don't yeah. have much going on there. So when I have twelfth house transits, meaning planets are going through them, it's often like a lot of sacrifice on my part. Um, I don't. I'm not thrilled with twelfth house energies when they happen. Um, they're they're difficult in that way. Um, it, yeah, it's so, deeper
1: waters. It's... Yeah, it's 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 a lot of times it's
0: overwhelming. I, I can get into some mm. actual personal stuff, which I, I won't at the moment. That <laughs> happened over the last couple of weeks because of twelfth house um, energies going on. So, like, I'm actually like when things cross over into my first house on my ascendant, it's like happy zone. You know what I mean? Back to <laughs> Functioning normal world again. First house house is selfish. It's just about what I need right now, (laughs) what I want to do, you know what I mean, as opposed to this 12th house stuff, which is just like what is the larger consciousness need and subconscious mechanisms going on and self-defeat. Oh, God, you know, in that sense. Yeah. uh, Again, kudos to my many clients and friends that have a naturally heavy 12th house to begin with. Um, I'm thankful that I don't. (laughs) <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Anyway, so. yeah, that's, that can that can be intense energy, and and it's one thing to note too. Like all of the houses. So we're talking about houses, and uh, if you look at the natal chart, um, you'll see like twelve. They look like pieces of a pie, and each of those pie represent um, like an area of your life or a stage in life. Like he was just like Jim was just saying, it's the first house is like about you. Who you are, how you show up, your physical being, what you want and what you need and and funny, you have your Jupiter in the first house and it's um so that's gonna expand those characteristics of uh Taurus, but it's also I think it's like you're like pretty much like a double Sagittarius. You have your sun in Jupiter and then you have Jupiter in the first house. So
0: um, Yeah. It's a double energy. Thank God for the Libra moon because that does help me to be aware of other people. Otherwise, (laughs) Jupiter in the first house would be really self-absorbed. You know what I mean? Because it's such a big, fat, larger-than-life planet. You know what I mean? In that sense. I I always say what it it gives me in a beneficial way is I am really weirdly optimistic about things. I'm still a realist at the core, Taurus. But um, yeah. <laughs> I'm optimistic. I do think everything always eventually can turn out beneficial if you allow it to. In that sense, mm-hmm. you know. Absolutely. So.
2: Absolutely. And it's it's I like to like to um I I like to weave in a little bit of Greek mythology. Like the planets also are represented by gods in Greek mythology. And I'm I, I'm almost a hundred percent sure Zeus was Jupiter. They connected Jupiter and Zeus. Yeah. You know, Zeus was kind of this like, hey, I'm here, large personality and like, um, yeah, so that's, that's a fun one. Um, so let's see. So your sun, got your Venus, your moon. Um, so your stellium in the, uh your Mars, which is your um, masculine, your assertive, your like, how you direct your force and your energy. Um, you have that, it's called with a stellium, um, where three planets are together in one house, with Uranus and Pluto. <laughs> That's quite yeah. a freaking combination. That's a powerhouse function of, like, because you have Mars, who's the warrior, who's like, alright, this is what I want to do, I'm going to go for it, like, no questions asked. It's instinct, too. It's like listening to your instincts. And then you have Uranus is like, well, this is the impulse that I just got, and this is, like, this is what I want to do and it's freedom and it's like different and I want to do it my way and not and thing like Uranus is very like I want to do it differently because it feels innovative because it feels fresh because I want forward future motion and then you have that also with Pluto who is like the god of the underworld like like all right I want to get to the bottom of this I want to feel the intensity of this I want to I want to, if I'm going to, like you said, Venus and Scorpio, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it all the way to the max. I'm not going to just, like, half-ass anything. So, that's a huge powerhouse. And, and the fifth house, like, you told me stories of your creativity, and you're like, that's amazing, like, yeah, to have all those all together. It's a force. That's two. a force to be
0: reckoned with. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I've, I've had a number of clients with similar birth year or times as me that have that similar um, configuration obviously in different houses and what I can tell you that I've just sort of universally seen because that whole mess is in in Virgo of course um that whole conjunction um, <laughs> <It's
1: in Virgo. laughs> you you will get
0: really very pronounced nitpickingness but also like um mm. extreme talent um that could be really very very notable, and you know without sounding grotesquely arrogant, but when in Rome um <laughs> i'm like creatively I tend to be like just really good at shit, you know what i mean it's just i as a writer and an artist, I can paint, I can draw, I can sing, I can perform i can you know what i mean i don't mm-hmm. um it's like bizarro sometimes how many medium I can operate in that are expressive and creative that come really natural to me, you know, but although, I won't even say natural because Virgo is like, you know, methodically learning obsessively. So and the craftsman, the ethical. craft.
2: Virgo is the craftsman.
0: Yeah. One. Absolutely. So I've encountered they, they people methodically with these like Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. You know, having that in, like, the second house would be someone that would definitely have expertise in making money, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> you, know
0: uh, you would be taking that, that you know, that craftsmanship, so to speak, that Virgo energy into that place. So, yeah, it's
1: good. Or, I,
2: yeah, who's someone. For that. Well, yeah, and you're, like, this is, you did, I love that you said that, like, the second house would be someone who, the second house configuration, right. the second house, it would make them very, like, Maybe like making crafts or making crafts and then selling them or anything like with the physical earth and the, or physical material objects and crafting it or and then monetizing it in a way that's beneficial. Like there's a natural understanding and yeah, for the fifth house is that fire because um, the houses are also associated with um, elements too.
0: So... Signs right? So, um yeah, it's a it's a you know it's a, what I call the loud internal critic um, mm. and so. You know, I, I never had very much trouble, like, when I worked, quote, unquote, regular jobs, like getting a job or holding a job effectively, um, because my own internal critic was so loud that I would, if I was late, I was the first one aware that I was late, you know what I mean, and that I was inefficient <laughs> on the job. I mean, right? I mean, no one had to tell me, you know, in that sense. So yeah. it's always so wired that way that um, when I did, you know, work in the sort of regular world, so to speak, albeit briefly, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I I had that configuration of that, that sort of internal critic um, that, you know, most of my bosses loved Love that. (laughs) (laughs) It's slow. I, you know, I worked in restaurant business. It would be slow. I'd be like bored. I would just decide to clean the ice cooler the refrigerator i'd be shipping ice because <laughs> there's nothing else going on and my boss would walk in and we like oh jim's such a brown nose i'm like no i find it disgusting and he needed to be cleaned simple as that you know what i mean and the boss of yeah, course had a yeah. big old grin like how can i clone this guy
1: i wonder if that would you know what
0: i mean oh,
1: yeah, yeah i wonder i, I wonder yeah. if
0: that would tie
2: in to um your mc so the your the very highest part of your chart where you like strive to to grow into is capricorn which is also very responsible very diligent very yeah. aware of like structure and managerial and doing what needs to be done without having questions asked capricorn is this like like you know a lot of people say capricorn's cold or it's you know they judge it but i think capricorn just has this amazing ability to tap into a deeper solid strength that they don't. They don't mess around. You know. They know it has to be done, and they do it. it. There's no time for like. Yeah. You know. You think about like the older. The older. You know. It's ruled by Saturn. It's. It's. It's a, a sense of maturity and a sense of um, seeing the value in being responsible and seeing the value right. in um, doing the right thing. It's very. Um, you know, Sagittarius and, and Capricorn. Very about Sagittarius about philosophical ethics and, you know, questioning morals and what's right and capricorn is about like putting those to practice like putting those ideas into the physical world so
1: right um i know
2: a lot of capricorns with a very high state like high sense of standard and a high sense of like inner inner like integrity that's i put that one word so um with your with how you were working you maybe had like the respect for your boss in that position intuitively to be like i know it has to be done and i'm going to do it because i respect this place and I see the value in it and that's, that's awesome. But to, to live,
0: yeah. I, that Capricorn. I always, right. I, I always, I always play that, be respectful of the owner or the boss Um, always Uh, to me, like, you know, maybe it's, I think maybe it's probably a six house kind of energy, but like, I just think there is a pecking order in life of, of things. And, you know, it's always like, I always humorously say, you know, when, when, when people, are, when kids are complaining, they're like, oh, my God, life, it's not fair. I'm always like, nothing's <laughs> fair. You know, Get learn that early on. Nothing's fair. You know what I mean? You get away with more stuff when you're pretty. You know you, get, you know, you get away with more, you know what I mean? Life is not necessarily fair, you know, in that sense. So stop battling that. You know what I mean? Work your way within the system, you know, in, in that respect. And there can be great power in working your way up. And, and because it gives you the respect for where you came from, so then you have more well, empathy you, toward those below, so to speak.
2: Well, and it's interesting you say that. I had just read something recently that said um, the problem with taking shortcuts is you arrive prematurely and you're not prepared. And Saturn is all about, you know, you go through these steps of of you call them pecking order but it could also be initiation stages and right. you know you don't put the two-year-old in a running race because they haven't developed that skill yet and i think that's you know in any form there's this intuitive understanding of a level of awareness or a level of knowledge that you're at and if you're not there you need to develop the skills to get to the next level so it's all about mastering one level and getting to the another and then and so it's this building of skill of mastery and then using those skills once you get there in a in a you know hopefully aligned way um so there is there is a sense of like i think not being on on a certain like you say um it's not fair i think it's, it's different skills and awareness development
0: right yeah no i i i, I would definitely agree I, I mean i was sort of you know my simple version of is considered the uses of adversity um, it has value. Adversity, um, it, Oh, 100 percent. Oh, yeah, it does. I mean, it 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 strengthens you in that sense. And ideally, it should teach you to have less adversity. You know, just <laughs> out of you know. I mean, that's it, very it's a very Capricorn approach to it in that sense. Like you should learn and and get smarter. You know, because of the difficulty in the first place. But uh, again, I always run with uh "it's not fair" scenario for for obvious reasons. So. Uh, <laughs>
2: yeah that's Um, a little bit more of like yeah kids have to go through that and and learn that and that is sixth house like sixth house is service and and the awareness of um um what's it called like like i read somewhere that the sixth house is very they need something to worship because they need to know something is higher and above them and you could and put in like how do i put this like a in a healthy way, that's a beautiful right. service is beautiful. Like when you are truly like, uh, being of service to another person, like think of, think about how good you feel and think about like the gift that you're giving like another person and that's Virgo energy too, the sixth house. And so your moon is in the sixth house. So for you, those acts of service, like how you are with animals and little animals and taking care of them and being of service to them kind of, cause you recognize the value of what they're giving you. Um, That gives you a sense of like nourishment and having that relationship with them. So being in a relationship where you can be of service, whether it's individual, one-on-one, or to the collective, would be like really nourishing for your being, for your core to express that that service. And um, this too, I just... Well put, yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, no, that just gave me a little little more insight into 12th house opposition. Because I think about that because I I said six house is easier for me. Twelfth house is confusing, but it puts it <laughs> into a larger context. Like um some of the tests I had in the last, you know, month or so um were like it was like necessary that I give back in a larger way um. to other things that may have needed that input. Um in that sense, something beyond your control. Um like for instance mm. I, I had to last week I got hit. I have a Prius and I was going to a very expensive dental appointment and uh and uh my car was <laughs> That's like, very driving very kind of, Yeah, my car was driving like kind of choppy. I wasn't going to the dentist, I was going to get bagels. My dentist point was not until later. Oh. <laughs> and my like check <laughs> engine light comes on, check hybrid and I take it over to the to the, the auto place near me and I had to replace my Prius battery. And, uh, it was just overwhelming. You know, it's, uh, mm. you know, let me, let me put the magic number at here, counting the counting, the, the hours of labor to do this and checking $4,500. Oh and goodness. as I'm going, yeah. As I'm going to that evening to get, you know, $5,000 worth of dental work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, 12th house, freaking 12th house, man, you know what I mean, in that sense. But here's the, here's the interesting thing. Let me, you know, tie this into a, uh, a story, of value. You know what? I'm absolutely on faith knowing that the universe is going to find a way to take care of this. And financially and practically, in the larger picture, it will be a good thing, both those things happening. Um, but yeah. it requires a bit of faith. Twelfth house, hundred percent. You know, boom, you got. It. Oh, yeah. So it's like, ugh, yes. Uh, you know, the unseen. My practical the self that is that having a stroke.
1: Seen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <that> you can't. <laughs> the that unseen
0: stuff. factors. Well, I mean, and the mm-hmm. other side is, I won't ever have to replace a battery in that Prius again. So at least, <laughs> you know, just purely from a practical <laughs> angle, uh, you know, it, it's in play. So, uh, so that was a positive. So, all right. Um, let's make maybe one more on my my chart and then we're going to kind of um in a few minutes we'll 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 start the uh phone lines going here so uh what else All do
1: you want right. to throw for the mix
2: let's see let's see uh where do we go we could do neptune in the seventh or in scorpio or saturn in aquarius in the 11th um could do the IA. oh yeah
3: pick what.
0: <laughs> uh well, I can I can simplify Neptune in the seventh, you know, uh relationships are either magic or horrifying. <laughs> no middle ground. Or and again, Neptune you know in the what? Seventh. All right, let's do this one.
2: 'Cause I'm gonna I'm gonna debate that. I'm gonna say that again, Neptune in the seventh house is about being connected to a higher power source and a higher like right. ideal within your relationships. And again, like Neptune is connected with Pisces energy, which is the water, which is like ether, it's magical. And if you are able to, um, I would even say, be creative or um, allow that spiritual energy to be present. When when Neptune is being like, um, when the spiritualized energy of Neptune is being like, con- is this a word? Conduited? It Like directed to right. somewhere? It doesn't go haywire. Um, but when it's not... It is like um, chaos. It can be chaos. It can be, you know, confusion. It can be daydreaming. It can be illusionary. So a good way to check the Neptune would be to um, make sure that you have some kind of connection with your own spiritual source before you put that power onto another person. Because that, again, Seventh House is like your – it's like making sure the rose color – (laughs) I <laughs> I have sun opposite Neptune, so I'm not necessarily, like, think re- wearing rose-colored glasses is awful. I just think making, knowing that you are sometimes putting them on or having right. the awareness of when you're looking, like, to incorporate the shadow, too, to realize they might be a beauty and they might be a beast, and that's part of what it is to be human. We're whole and we're dynamic and we're we're all these different things. You know, we're not, we're spiritual, but we're also human, so... So a thing about Neptune in the seventh is um, realizing the spirituality of a person, but also realizing like the earthliness. And it's really great that you have all this earth because then you can kind of balance that balance between their earthly self and their spiritual self and then um, make the connection between, okay, this person has faults. Yes. But then also just because you have this, vast sense of compassion for the other doesn't mean you get to be walked all over so anytime neptune in the seventh is like strong boundaries are also in need of play because neptune isn't about boundaries it's you know ether it dissolves and you have it in scorpio which is a water sign too which ultimately wants to connect deeply um so boundaries and and bringing some kind of um structure to or just awareness about where that energy is going would be would be helpful because yeah, yeah you can,
1: I, I found
0: your I found compassion
2: it, you also also project right. like I your seventh it house is what has, you
1: right. they
2: call it the sh- the shadow side so you could also project right. that sense of compassion onto other people not realizing it's it's actually coming from you that compassion and that that spiritual and that um you know mystical mystical vibe
0: yeah, I, I, you know, for the, the most simple way that has played itself out for me is, you know, sometimes relationships Hello? are are ma- are magic. Can you hear me still? I still hear you. You good? Um, sometimes relationships are really magical. Hello? I've had amazing. You're still on. You are still there? Can you hear me? Hello. We're still on. We're still on. Can you hear me? Hello, technical difficulties here. Ask call back in from another line if you're losing the connect. Uh, I still got you on here, but apparently you're not hearing this. We can't blame this on any retrogrades. I don't think any major retrogrades are happening. Let's see if she, she reconnects here. We'll try to get Ash back on the line here. And then uh, in the meantime, I will, uh, let's uh, talk about what we're gonna do next anyway. Um, I'm gonna open the phone lines up to talk to Ash, assuming we get her back on, online, which I'm sure we will uh, once she figured this out. Um, okay. So um, I actually have uh, ready talk to Kay. I'm gonna bring you on as soon as we first, as soon as we get Ash uh, back on oh. online here. So um, I can hello. Yeah, you you, you gotta.
2: Uh, am I back? Is it here? Am I here?
0: Can you hear me? Can you hear I me? Can you hear me? I can hear
2: you. I can, <laughs> I can hear okay, you. Okay, you're
0: back. Okay. All right, good. I'm he, back. You're back. Okay, so here's the deal. Um, yeah, I see you called back in on a different number. Okay, same number, different connect. Okay, so hold on. Drifted um, off
2: the Neptune cliff there.
0: <laughs> yeah, Neptune took us right off the, thread right us off the cliff. What a, what a shock. Okay, so guys, here's the deal. Uh, oh, Calling number is six four six two hundred three nine six six. Uh we've got a couple people um calling in. We're gonna start with Kay, because she patiently waited while I hung up on her <laughs> in the beginning. Uh anyway, so um we're going to uh we're gonna start with Kay. But uh, you know, uh, we're gonna have you uh, ask Ash some specific uh questions about your chart. We'll try to keep to five, six minutes or so, but uh are you still with us Ash? Keeps losing her. She keeps losing her. Let me let her call back in here. Ah, uh, so okay, we're waiting for Ash to call back in, and uh, yeah, you got to use. Uh, you have to kind of when you call into a, uh, a radio show. Uh, I think she used a computer call-in number. Um, you, you really need to call in from a kind of a, a stronger line. Uh, sometimes that does happen where people get dropped, and uh, so we're waiting for Ash to come back. Okay, so again, call in number is uh, there. She is. Let me get her back. Um, hello, uh, hello, Ash. Hello, I got you online, but you're not. You're not hearing anything. Ash, call in um, from a from a, a, a different line your Your line's not your line's not working, okay I'm gonna give her a chance all right, so hang on hang on my callers uh let her let her get back in um, and uh hopefully she'll she'll figure out how to do that before the show ends uh, <laughs> accordingly. Uh, anyway, so we were going over um some of the basics of a chart we've, we've still got forty five minutes so we 're good we'll she'll, she'll figure out how to call back in and uh we 'll get her back on i'm sure um, so uh we were going over some of the basics of, of my astrology charts and um you know, uh, as you can see, there's a lot of multiple layers to, to, to looking at an astrology chart. That's what is, is so important about discussing it. And let me mention a few different things while we wait for her to call back in. All right, she's trying again. Let me see if this is, she's still trying the same number. Ash, are you there? ask you if you can hear me, um I see the number you're calling from, but you're you're not it's not working. You you need to call in. Call in directly from your cell phone or call in directly from a landline or something. The number is six four six two hundred three nine six six. Uh you're you're just not you're you're not working. Oh well, that's well at least I figure out how to get her on hold. Let's try again. Yeah, no, you're not working. Uh, okay. I'm going to give her another two minutes or so. And then, um, uh, we're going to have to figure out a way to, uh, proceed without (laughs) God. Uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is some of the fun that you deal with with live radio boys and girls. Uh, occasionally my own guest is having trouble calling in here again let me take a little moment or two to kind of go over a few things with you guys uh as we're getting ready to see if she gets back on um hello
2: hello hey i'm so sorry i don't know what's happening with my phone
0: uh, yeah, I would say if you get disconnected again, call in directly from your cell phone or a landline or another line, because I think you're using a if you're using a VoIP number, um, it it just doesn't always hold. Are, are you holding now?
2: I'm um, it's, it's held right now.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. So let us take uh, let us go to our first caller here while we got you online. Hopefully we'll we'll stay up and running for the rest of the show. All right. So I'm going to bring Kay online here. Uh, Hello. Hey, Kay, are you there?
4: Hi, Kay. I am. Hi. I have really enjoyed the show. I have to say, I have to give you a for for hanging up on me because I know you warned me what you did. (laughs)
1: I <laughs> it's not a problem. I I see,
0: that, see, that's the Libra part of me. I'm like, I feel so bad because I hung up on her initially. She was the first call, and I was, I thought she was my guest. And I was like, hey, I might hang up on you because I'm an idiot. <laughs> and I did it. But now, at least, here's the positive thing. I figured out how to just put you on hold without hanging up on you. So, see, I learned something. See, that's 6 South Virgo magic. I'm all happy now because now I figured something out. Anyway, welcome, welcome to the show, uh and
1: say you. hi to Kay. Hi Kay
0: hi, Ash. Hi. hi. I love, I love,
1: Thank love. you.
4: Thank you. It's so funny when you were describing the Capricorn. I was like, Oh my God, she's talking about me. She don't know me, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Cap in the house. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So I know you said this is a new format, so I don't know what what do I do? Ask a question or you tell me about my how how? I don't want to hold, delayed the uh, call, but just tell me what the um, process is.
2: Well, if you if you know your birth information, we could take, a look, like, a brief look at your chart. We could look at, like, your moon and your Venus and your Mars and just get a little bit more information about um, how those planets blend together because it okay. might okay. be a Capricorn, but you might have some other things going yes. on in there. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Um, birthday is twelve twenty nine sixty
4: six.
1: Time is... Time oh, is 4.20 a.m. Okay.
4: M. okay. Um, 12. said 69? 66. 16, 66, okay. And 12 p.m.? 4.20 a.m. 4.20 a.m.
1: 4.20 a.m. And that's, like where? Stoner,
0: that's like a stoner state of private <laughs> <time of> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? right I'm not right, saying it's right? stoner state. <laughs> no. You also need, what city were you born?
1: Goldsboro,
4: North Carolina. Goldsboro, and it's G-O-L-D-S-O. I'm sorry, yeah. Goldsboro, G-O-L-D-S-B-O-R-O, North Carolina.
1: All okay, so right. I... you got that.
0: So let let bring bring that chart up, and while, I know you're going to take a minute to bring her chart up. So I want to make some commentary because you've you've met me. Um, so <laughs> real quick commentary here. No, you said December twenty ninth is your birthday. Yes. Yeah. You know that's uh it's a different year, but that's the same birthday as Mary Tyler Moore.
4: Yes. Yes.
0: So we so we already yep. know that you're stunning and beautiful. Kay. We already oh. know that just by that. Thank you.
1: <laughs> just by that thank, first day. you. Oh. thank you. And, <laughs> oh, I like <laughs> that. I have a twenty-nine.
0: I'm November 29th, so you know, usually it's generally usually oh, just, aesthetically pleasing a twenty-nine birthday. Oh, thank God.
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. All right. So let's see. I have your. and
2: let's see what we are looking at. Um, So right off the bat, I see that you have your moon in Cancer, which is um, its natural placement. And immediately from when you got on the phone, I felt there was, like, this soft-spokenness about you and this, like, gentleness. And Cancerian energy is very gentle, very nurturing, very soft, very considerate. It's actually opposite energy of Capricorn. So you have this beautiful balance as far as, like, your sun Your um, expression will be Capricorn, which will be very, like, um, dignified, you know, get the job done, structure, (laughs) um, managerial, but then on your inner world, you're more feminine, how you, like, nurture yourself is going to be Cancer, which is, it's in its home placement, and anytime you have a, so Cancer is ruled by the moon, so um, super important for you to um, allow that inner, inner ebb and flow of your feelings, and Um, connecting with that that wound part of yourself like your feminine essence and and um, you're a natural nurturer by nature Um, yeah yeah so you you are really intuitive like your intuitive is like you when you people say you get that feeling and you just know it that's cancer and it's also in the eighth house like we were talking about houses um the eighth house is the, that house that rules um, Scorpio which is like seeing and feeling vibrations of the unseen. Um, your rising is also Scorpio and um, I, I'm sure you were listening earlier about having Neptune how Jim had Neptune on his seventh house. You mm-hmm. have Neptune. You have the planet Neptune which is another water house on the cusp of your ascendant but it's in the twelfth house which is so your ability to tap into your intuition and your um like maybe dream state is really tuned in really tuned in, mm-hmm.
4: really yes. Tuned in. <laughs> so, yes 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 yeah, so if i if i those. if i start dreaming and or like some i know if, especially if it's a bad dream i can wake myself up it's like okay i, I oh. tell myself no you're you yes if this is a horrible dream wake up and and i can do that yeah Wow, and and so I'm also seeing um, Saturn
2: in Pisces in the fourth house. So you have <laughs> all of this water. I am so like you're first, your water dominant. Cause you have one, two, three, four, five. Well, water, Earth. You have pretty like a pretty um, even balance of water and Earth. Um, mm,
4: okay. Okay.
2: So you have water ruled planets, Neptune's moon. Saturn's not really water ruled, but it's in a water house. Um, The 8th, the 12th, and the 4th are also, we call them like sensitive places that are are in tune. So you have the moon, Neptune, and Saturn is a grounding force. So uh, some kind of structure around your spiritual connection would be uh, grounding Mm -hmm. and nourishing for you. Um, it isn't Pisces, and Pisces likes to daydream. It likes to just float along. And Saturn, Saturn says, "Hey, like, let's put this in a structure. Let's let's ground mm-hmm. this. Let's you know make mm-hmm. it tangible. So maybe performing some, not performing, but um, having some kind of uh, like ritual for your for your intuition or for your womanliness mm-hmm. would be super nurturing for that. For recognizing and and nurturing that. Um, intuitive essence and that intuitive power because it is a power and it is an unbelievable value for you to like navigate the unseen world and and um wow you know the capricorn okay. yeah the capricorn sun is is going to be like practical and think logical and like because yeah. you're, you know, you're being,
1: <laughs>
2: your being yeah. your venus is there so you're you're feminine so the moon is like your inner mother how you take care of yourself how you nurture how you emotionally connect what you need in relationships and your venus is Mm -hmm. going to be how you are socially how you are like um in social situations and that's uh that's in capricorn which again is that very structured very like um Mm -hmm. practical very um very not no nonsense but like a, a Venus what Gemini, will...
1: yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can take it. I can handle it. <laughs> I
2: I have Venus opposite Saturn, so it kind of makes it similar to Venus in Capricorn. There can be social awkwardness a little bit because of of like a sensitivity, and um, but mm-hmm. it also means mm-hmm. that um, uh, you value long term relationships. You know, you value integrity. Yes. You value. Um, honesty and you value showing up and you value like yes. like a more grounded connection rather than like a flighty you 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 put value into your relationships that and build upon them it's not just like oh hey ha ha ha. it's not a very super, superficial place either It's you know um maybe like in younger years it, it takes time to grow into your saturn or your capricorn venus and it's like i read somewhere that it's like fine wine like as you develop and mature, mature that's how, where the beauty comes from it's it's the beauty of the maturity it's the beauty of that mm. grounded um sense of presence like that's where okay. that's where saturn and you know venus really gets its juice from from being that grounded presence of i know who i am i'm solid in my value and that presence that like unspeakable presence like emits mm-hmm. out of vibration and people respond to that so it's i i think it's beautiful i think like like again capricorn they say is like oh uh, uh, but my sister has a capricorn moon and and she's very like she came prepared like she prepared structured <laughs> and responsible and i'm like oh, i felt so safe and i was like this is so nice to be around um yeah i, I would yeah that's awesome um okay. let's see your so your north node, um, that's an aspect of your chart where that's like a direction in life where you are headed into, where you're developing, and your north node is in Taurus. So you are developing like the connect, the connection with the earth, like being like an earth mother and um, mm-hmm. developing stability and developing um, connecting with your resources to create um, a stable sense of yeah, um, Oh, like your environment. And again, you have it in the sixth house, so uh, some kind of service with the earth or maybe like making herbs or teas or mm-hmm. some kind of, something that you do every day to connect with the earth and remind yourself of that, like, grounded presence would be really beneficial um, okay. for your soul mm-hmm. development. Yeah, That's interesting. I like that. <laughs> okay. Do you have
4: any, like, specific question or or... Um, well, you you've actually answered a lot. Um, just listening, it has been very helpful because I I know I'm very intuitive and and I'm an empath. So, well, yeah, I do have a question. How do I balance <laughs> that? How do I balance that? Because there is nothing. What, no, it's very. Sometimes it can be very hard to work with when you know. Something, or you sense something, or you feel something, and that gut. Yeah, and it's not always the best thing to know. So it's almost like sometimes I don't want (laughs) to (laughs) know. So
2: you're saying like you're getting information, and you you don't know what to do with it, or you don't know.
4: I don't like you're sensing something. Yes, sensing and. It's like I, I know the I know what's going to happen. I, I I can sense it, but I don't know if I'm always ready to know that. I, I guess I'm just trying mm. to figure out what's the best way to work with that because I don't necessarily want that ability to go away. I just don't want to be afraid of it or I hate to say dread it, but I, I don't know yeah. how to work mm-hmm. with that.
2: Yeah, that's and 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 being like Jim is saying, like the twelfth house can be an overwhelming place, like. And so, you, when you have your yeah. Neptune there, like you are super connected. Like when you're connected, you're connected. So, um, just from 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 the people that I've been around and the different kind of uh, workshops that I've been to, as far as like cultivating a sense of um, taking care of your intuitive, um, you know how it's like you you have lotion and or you, you know, let's say you have something on your on your arm and you're like, I need to take care of this. I need to make sure I'm doing like spiritual hygiene you brush your teeth because you want to take care of them you want them to last so developing a a a um a relationship with your spiritual connection and caring and tending to it i think will help cultivate like like ask questions to your own self and hear the answer and like develop that um safe place for it to mm-hmm. kind of flow and then And I know it sounds simple and I know it's not easy because it's exercising a muscle, but if you just (laughs) set the intention that I want to start caring for this part of me and, and nurture it and keep it safe, start there and then your intuition will lead you into what's
4: best for you and how to nurture it in that way. So basically stop being afraid of it and just embrace it. I I want
0: to, I want to throw something into the mix because I think Ash's answer is excellent. But let me show sort of my take on this because I at times have struggled with this too as someone who perceives Mm -hmm. things. What I had to learn is if I'm perceiving something that's going to happen to someone I care about or in the world or a friend, what I had to learn was that I'm not responsible for it, meaning Mm -hmm. that you're just perceiving so I think the tendency with the heavy cap and, and cancer and energy is that you could feel like you have to do something about it or help or change the course yes. or how dare yes. you know this. Yes. You follow? Yes. And yes, listen, that's like it. You, you, but what I've learned is, listen, people are sometimes are self-sabotagers, meaning – like as difficult as it is, it may be something that they need to go through. And then often, like even if you perceive it as like not, excuse my French, shit and thing you can do about it. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> it's
0: true. like if you tell, if you if you run across your friend's like boyfriend and you just immediately get that sensation that he's a cheater. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know you can end up being the bad one by opening your mouth.
4: Yes, 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 exactly. <laughs> if I, you hit it because it's, it's, i'm going through this with my my partner it's like her, her best friend is just not the healthiest element and it's like i see this and it's not oh, not a jealousy thing it's, it's like i i sense right. this and i want to say you know smattering don't you see this <laughs> so open <laughs> and, your eyes yep. and it's it's like i have to be mindful that comments doesn't sound like nagging versus my intuition and you know i i know this and i but anyway
1: so yes okay thank you <laughs> thank you yeah, yeah i mean I, like, listen, up, I,
0: I, I i i i get that entirely like i mean most of 2020 i'll say this with humor was stupid meaning yeah. that there was so many things in that year that i perceived coming or sense that were stupid you know in that sense so like i was not only annoyed at some of the things I saw around me, but, like, I'm annoyed with, like, the whole world for the dumb shit that it's doing, you know what I mean, in that sense, in a way, you know what I mean? And it's the same thing. I know you understand what I'm talking about. I had to catch myself and be like, you can't change it, Jim, that the world needs to go through this right now. That's what they need to, you know? That's it. You're not responsible to change it, and and nor could you if you tried. That's the whole thing, you know, (laughs) right?
1: Yeah,
4: you're right, you're right. But I do like it, what you're saying. You know, just find a way to nurture it for myself and stop thinking about fixing it and changing it and all that. And so I, that answers my question. That does answer my question.
1: Awesome. I yeah. thank
4: you.
0: Good. I thank you, guys. Is, yes. North Node in the sixth house means you have your fixer, you know, like you can fix yeah. stuff. You're, yeah. you're, you're, you know, that's the optimism of repairing. So yeah, when you do that yeah. in your own backyard, you know I I know that too with my strong sixth house placement. Like Ash was talking about because I have Venus and the Moon in my sixth house. Like again, I think that like almost everything can be fixed if you're willing to do yes. the work necessary to fix it. Right. That's and me. You, that's yeah. me. That's <laughs> me.
4: I you just know. had that same conversation. Taylor. I'm like, you're always talking about you, you wanna you gotta change, you gotta change. I'm like, okay. You're going to change. It doesn't change. But okay. Anyway. Well, <laughs> thank you.
1: <laughs> You're going to change. It doesn't change. Right. You okay. i Fatalism
4: it so, so much. You are so lovely.
1: Fatalism it's so is boring. Lovely
4: to speak with you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes. So awesome. Pleasure. I'm, I'm Pleasure. glad you were able to call in, Kay.
4: Yes. And I'm going to call in again and listen to your show. This is my first time listening, but not the last. Definitely. Uh,
1: yay.
0: Cool. It's all nice right. To have you.
4: Thank you. Thank you.
0: bye
2: more chart readings.
0: Yeah, all right. So uh, we had a couple people call in and they, they bowed out. So I'm going to open the phone lines up again. Uh, thanks for calling in, Kay. If you want to call in, we still can probably get one or two more people in for today's show. The call-in number is 646-200-3966 if you want Ash to take a look at your chart. And, and comment, um, we should, like I said, be able to take at least one, maybe two more people. Otherwise, we're going to continue the uh, conversation um, about a few other things uh, while we wait to see if we have any more call-ins. Um, okay. So, again, that's the number, 646 uh, uh Call-in. We've still got about 20 more minutes. So, uh, while we, we wait to see if any of the other callers call back who got dropped, Um during our little uh, uh, retrograde fiasco that wasn't actually (laughs) retrograde.
2: (laughs) Uh, Pluto's going retrograde soon.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, I think nothing's retrograde at the moment. Why don't you um, maybe explain to our listeners what retrograde means, by the way? So
2: I'm sure um, I know a lot of people have heard the word retrograde before, and (laughs) <laughs> There's a lot of funny memes out there about Mercury retrograde. Um, the truth is that the the planet, it's an illusion that it looks like it's going backwards. And when it's applied to the astrology chart, um, the planet, mo- so it's moving back into a territory where you have once covered. So it's a time to slow down. It's a time to review. It's a time to restructure. It's a time to rethink. It's really a time to just Take a couple of seconds and um, yeah, really just slow down. Slow down and and review what's going on. And um, my natal chart is, is so when you have your Mercury um, retrograde in your chart natally, you, you're kind of already introverted and used to sitting and contemplating and, and taking your time with your thoughts and. Um, you know, slowing down your thought process in that way. And so when Mercury retrograde happens, it's not, you know, it's not like, oh my God, I have to slow down. It's okay. This feels, this feels actually more natural to how I, how I function normally. Um, people who don't have Mercury retrograde in their chart, um, them, that can be a little bit of a challenge to just take a couple steps of a pause before, um, you know, jumping into any kind of action is always Hi, I've seen um, Mercury retrograde. Or, well, I, I said Mercury retrograde very specifically. Any kind of any planet going retrograde is is a time to like review. Like, if Saturn goes retrograde, you're going to restructure something. You're going to revisit. What? Um... No, just... oh.
1: right. ah! <laughs> yeah. I just got sunshine. <laughs>
2: how, would, how would you go into the retrograde? If, if you? What is your take on it?
0: It's always interesting. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, all planets go retrograde, you know, I mean, other than the sun, you know. Uh, so, um, you know, again, I agree. You don't have to fear it. It's just more of a kind of reevaluation process, um, you know, dependent on the planetary energies and, and when they yeah. happen. I mean, it, it, is, it is really a natural course of events. Uh, we, can, we can pick that back up. We have another caller. So I want to take oh. this caller. Um, okay, hold on one second. Let me see if I get my caller online here. Okay, two Welcome to Snake All Radio. Who are we talking to? Janet. Hey, Janet. Hi,
3: how Janet. you doing? Hi, good. Take well,
1: the well, ball there.
3: What? Um, how, how are, are you? I'm good. Good. Thank you. Um, I was just. Wondering what was in my chart, I guess you would say, if there's anything up and running here coming up within the next couple months.
2: All right, let's see what we got. When is your birthday? 92658. fifty-eight. Nine All
3: right. And I don't 58. have an exact time. I it. just know it was in the morning, I guess.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sometime in the morning. My mom had eight kids. She don't remember. <laughs> eight kids? Oh, my goodness.
0: She stopped what? counting
2: do after know ha- seven. Morning. Where? First
3: um, It would be, okay, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Where? Up in Canada. Canada?
0: Canada, right. Canada. Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan.
1: How do you spell it?
0: Right, yes, spell the, S- the, it. the town.
3: Well, Saskatoon, S-A-S-K-T-O-O-N.
1: Ah, found
0: it. Perfect. Found it. While she draws that up, I will mention, um, Janet, that my mom had seven kids. Um, I'm the six, I'm the six of seven. And I always reminded my siblings that it took six tries before she got a good one. <laughs> and then, uh, of course you have to let my little sister in on that as well too. Cause she was born after me. But, uh, yeah, um, uh, I was always lucky cause like when I was born there, that they, they printed a plate that was on my shelf as a child that had my date of birth, where I was born and the time I was birth commemorative plate out isn't that trippy
1: what? um oh wow yeah
0: i had that like i stared at that as a child talk about synchronistic events you know what i mean like i was sure as hell meant to learn astrology apparently you know what i mean no but you kidding. can still get an effective solar chart without the birth time as opposed to a natal chart so i'll see if uh, if i just got your info up
2: all right, we got it up and running. So I will uh, list off the planets, and then what sign you have in each planet, and then briefly tell you a little bit about each planet. So your sun is in Libra. Um, I'm not sure if you've been listening the whole time, but the Libra is again the relational energy. You have your moon, mm-hmm. which is your internal world, uh, your nurturing, how you uh, your inner feminine is in Scorpio, which is uh, fixed water. So it'll be um, deeply connected to your emotions, your emotions have a powerful impact on your daily, um, your daily flow of life. Like your mm-hmm. moons are very intuitive, very deep, very like connected, and and sometimes it can be a little overwhelming to to the amount of intensity that that the feelings come in with or wish to be expressed in. Your Mercury is going to be uh, how you um, how your mind works, how you communicate information, how you um, learn and that is in Libra, an air sign. So through through connection, through relation, um, diplomacy probably. Let's see are there. Yeah, I have a really gift of being like diplomatic. And we were talking earlier like Libra is very aware of the other. Um, right. Venus is in Libra and it's so whenever two planets are within uh, very close to each other. Um, it's called a conjunction, and that means they function as one. So your Venus and your Mercury function as one. So how you think is very connected with your um, feminine sensu- sen- sh- bleh, sensual energy. Um, so you can you can maybe, like, speak very sensual or you're very comfortable talking about your feminine or um, your mind is always uh, making connections with... Um, like your social environment and then you have your Mars, which is your more um, assertive assertive planet how you your how you assert yourself how you like show up in life how you take action, and that's in virgo so we talked to, we also talked about virgo energy, which is very um it's uh, mutable earth, so it'll be grounded mm-hmm. it'll be methodical it'll be
1: detail
2: oriented it'll be very um uh, let's see. Virgos are, are are like Pisces. They're sensitive. They're physically sensitive. So uh, pay attention to, like, your body and how your body responds to when you go to take action. That's That'll tell you a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And then something interesting, your north node is in Aries. And I touched briefly with Kay about your north node. It's uh, your direction in life and how you um, your your soul is going to grow and experiences that you call to you. So you, it's interesting yours is in an Aries and Aries is all about being the independent warrior, the um, using their internal fire to to take action in their life. And it's interesting you have a, a lot of leaper planets, which is the opposite of Aries. So um, a balance between the Aries and the Libra is a dynamic that you're working with between other people. Like you are skilled in the art of relationships and being diplomatic and um, connecting with other people. And so you're, so embrace the part of you that's a little like kind of sassy and kind of fiery and kind of like this is what I – like bold. That could be mm-hmm. out of your comfort zone. And, and with your north node in this life or – yeah, in this life – you are you're prone to embrace that fiery essence of you that, Okay, I could show up. I could I could be a little, you know, rah, I don't always have to be thinking about peacekeeping and maintaining that balance. I can I can throw a little fire in there and, you know you know, okay, focus on you. That. Put the attention put the attention towards what do you want? Where do you want to go? Like if you're in a relationship and you're always, Okay, well I'll do what you want or what do you want to do like um, take an active, active stance of like, well, this is what I want, or this is what I want to do. Um, if you ever find your birth time, you can navigate where the house, so what area in life that falls in, would um, mm-hmm. you, where is where that energy is being called to to be more independent, to to embrace that boldness within you, to embrace that fire.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: What I, I want to just throw in my two cents. Um, <laughs> this is exactly what it's worth, <laughs> right? No, I'll throw my two cents in two. You know what I always sort of found about, interesting about the nodes of the moon? Um, I always mm-hmm. sort of think of the north node as like, I always think it's like karmic ability, meaning I think you're right, and it, it's a direction in life that you can go, but often where you can fairly easily develop skill because of mm-hmm. of of you know, the theory to be past lifetimes where you began to, you know, cultivate this energy. But then, of course, then there's the south node, which is directly opposite, which we humorously, you know, often astrologers call the karmic dumping ground where <laughs> you might have to kind of relook at how you do things. Like, for instance, so like my north node is in Gemini, my south node is in Sagittarius. So as much as I love Sagittarians, some of my most difficult relationship karmas have actually been with Sagittarians um, Mm -hmm. that I've had to really resist not strangling in this (laughs) life for a lot of different reasons. Mm -hmm. So what I say is like, as interesting as it is because Jenna has a lot of Libra. So Mm -hmm. those characteristics are strong, but you know, here's the funny part. Other Libras might make you want to strangle them, you know, on occasion (laughs) as well too. Does that make sense? Yeah.
2: September and yeah. October people, are there any on your radar? <laughs>
3: Some can be. <laughs> I was yeah. curious about the Scorpio thing though. My what Oh, your moon. Um, yeah, moon and thing. Scorpio. I was surprised by that. Yeah, um my a moon. my mom has
2: moon a Scorpio moon. Yeah. It's- so they say your moon too is like your daily your daily fluctuation your daily fluctuations of your um, mood. It's how you your you know your ebb and your flow. And the Scorpio is you can think of like a deep well. Or have you ever seen like a still river that um, at night and you see the flowing on the water top, but you know there's so much more underneath. That's that's how I, I feel about Scorpio energy. They can they can go into this like a psychic cocoon, if you will. Um, at your disposal there's an enormous amount of emotional um emotional energy that uh that you can tap into and and um it's i mean it can be intense scorpio like like tim was saying scorpio is a very it can be a very like all or nothing sign like there is a passion and an intensity to it and a feeling of depth so um
3: if, if you're feeling know, like i do feel the moon does affect me in a lot of ways if that's the connection cuz i know when the moon's out or something like that i get different i tend to have different attitudes with it
2: you like it's like bringing up feeling that would be i mean it, it, a good mm-hmm. way to connect is is journaling like the moon cycle, and then um, what mood or how you found your like keeping keeping track of it, and then going back, and then you'll start maybe you'll start to see a pattern of of what is surfacing during what which part of the which part of the moon rhythm, and then um, it could be a powerful manifestation tool too. I've I've read working with the cycles of the moon.
3: So if you are already right. in that
2: connection, yeah, take that further, see where you can go with it.
3: Yeah, I can always tell when it's a full moon. I just feel it. <laughs> And I feel it, and I feel like I see it.
0: Right. You mm-hmm. can, this is what I would sort of say is a very key thing about Scorpio. Um, you're meant to influence people in this lifetime. You will impact them in that way. Scorpio energy cannot avoid that. You're, you know, you can call it manipulation, or you can call it influence, depending on which way you which way you take it. Um, I would probably be more can, influence
3: you know, than manipulation.
0: Yeah. I mean, listen, I, we, my humorous thing is when you have anything in Scorpio, it's going to be sometimes you can you could taste a little darkness, you know, internally mm-hmm. or externally. But the key of Scorpio is, like, rising above that. How can you transform people by being magnetic and even turning, like, the difficulties you've gone through in life, and, and if you've got any strong Scorpio placements, to say your life has been easy and effortless and carefree, not likely. Well, it has <laughs> to overcome. Right? You know what I mean? So you, that turns to purpose. It's similar to mm-hmm. life. Like, I mean, I always say, like, here's a Scorpio analogy. The best um, drug counselor is going to be someone that walked through that themselves in their younger years and overcame it. Yeah.
1: Otherwise, you're yeah. useless.
0: Mm-hmm. You know I mean, I used to joke about that when I was a kid, when I was in, like, Catholic school. They would always tell you to go to the priests for, like, marriage counseling. And I'd always be like, <laughs> how do priests know anything about marriage counseling, <laughs> right? I, I mean, know,
3: right? Um, I'm I'm a firm believer of that. You've got to live through it to know it.
0: Yeah, you've got to walk through it. You know what I mean? So I think that's yeah to recognize the Scorpio energy, right? You know what I mean? Like, okay. yeah, you've had some intense stuff to deal with, you know? Um hmm so that's you know, but you transform it uh, I, again, like i said i uh I always you know I love the Scorpio parts of me for that reason as well too,' because I can you know I always feel like like i i'm, I'm I just want to be the kindest human being to everyone I meet, but like if somebody pisses me off, I could probably destroy you, but i won't <laughs> just because like that's like. The Scorpio part of me, it's like, I will, you know, I will kill you and bury the body, and no one will ever figure it out. Don't ever even push me to that line, because I ain't going to go there anyway. But it's like peace of mind knowing I could in that sense. It's a Scorpio intensity that's there. I, you know, having a 210-pound body of a, a boxer helps as well, too, of course. the torture that I get from others but yeah like I said big teddy bear I don't want to hurt anybody but like it's in there in that way you know where you channel that energy right you know Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah
3: yeah I didn't know I had Scorpio in me so I've never paid attention to that (laughs) I mean you know sometimes if I know of a friend or something I might have looked it up over the years but not recently so I'll have to look into it a little bit more and digest what it, what its calling is.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Talk about it. It's definitely it's a force within you.
3: You've got the yeah. force. Yeah.
1: <laughs> because well, is so. your moon
3: rising more effective in your life and lifestyle than your sun? Say
1: that again.
3: Is yeah. okay. So okay. So I'm in Libra. That's my sun sign. So your moon is it's called it's called the moon rising. So isn't like I thought right. I heard somewhere where your moon rising is actually more of your character and stuff than your actual sun sign. The sun sign is a general thing of who you are, but your moon sign is more of your I don't know character or something. Is that true?
2: Uh, so your. If you put it into, like, an elemental kind of way, your sun is going to be, like, an energy, like a, a core life force within you that has a, a basic expression. And then your moon sign is going to... Um, people who are more close to you will see your moon sign more apparently, or you'll you'll express the nature of your moon sign with people you feel comfortable around, because the moon is the more feminine, the more, like, um, inner place. And then your rising okay. is... Uh, what you, what you present to the world at, Like at large Like when you're in a room Of uh, people They'll first respond to your rising sign So it, it works in almost like layers But also in um, A wholeness Like they're all dancing together constantly um, and So what's that, which
3: one is So you got your sun Your moon and your rising So which one affects Your life or other people's lives more Which one would that be like you said, is your rising sign that people will relate to more on you,
2: or um, so it's, they're all going to have an effect um, when you initially. So if you're walking down the street and you see like a house, um, the outside of that house is going to be like your rising sign. You know how you can see a house and it can look one way, and then you can walk inside and it could be completely different decorations. Oh everything? yeah,
3: uh huh. So that's okay. kind of
2: like when you walk into the house, that's your moon. You like the more comfortable you are with someone, the more you'll let them in. And they'll see that part right. or they'll be, um, and then the outside is going to be what people just initially, initially,
3: you
2: know, respond to. And that would be um, your
3: rising sign yeah. that they initially see. Okay.
2: Yeah. But ultimately they're all still blended together. They'll just get more of like a, like closer to it. Like, uh, like if you're standing to a fire, you can see it's a fire, and then the closer you get to it, you start to feel the heat of it. That's kind of how it works right. too with your moon, mm-hmm. with your moon sign. Like, okay, that's there, but then as you get closer, you feel it, and as opposed okay. to just like seeing
3: it. Yeah. yeah so okay, an analogy, I
0: got you. That's a, that's a really good analogy because it, it's true. Your rising sign is more of a physicality. Sunshine, to me has a lot to do with like your your life's purpose. You know, and 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 Moon Sign is that that inner you that like Ash was saying that that part you let others see. Mm-hmm. You know, as you get closer to them in that way, like getting into the heart of the house. How does the house feel? You know, yeah. beautiful in the house, mm-hmm. nice looking yeah. house. But how does it feel when I go in? And yeah. what's the what's this house's purpose in this neighborhood? Sun yeah. yeah. I love that analogy. Yeah. That was a really good one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, I like so, that uh, put it in. awesome. Yeah. Very good. All right. Well, thank you. Oh, that's great. for me.
2: some light.
0: Some yeah. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Very good. Calling in. Thank you. Okay. All right. Bye. A, bye-bye. Bye. Okay. So um, we actually have only two minutes left. So as uh, I want you uh-huh. to tell, because um, the, the show will also go to the archives and people will catch it on other stations. So tell the listeners how they can um, reach you. Um And all that good stuff, and, and give yourself your two minute plug.
2: <laughs> okay, awesome. well, I just want to say thank you so much for listening, and thank you so much for um, being interested in, in, in a deeper a deeper way to connect with your with yourself and um, if you'd like to connect with me, I'd love to talk with you. Um, on instagram, I have my name is Estrella Astrologia. And um, if you wanted to get a reading, I would suggest emailing me at Ashton, A-S-H-T-O-N-R24 at gmail.com. And on the subject, um, you just put inquiry for reading, and then you heard me on Jim's show. Um, There'll be a 10% discount. So I'd love to hear from you and dive into your natal chart and um, hopefully shine some more light on any questions that, that you might have. Thanks so Excellent. much Jim, for um, having me here. This is, this has been amazing.
0: Run the, uh, run the email number one more time. It's thanks. good to do oh, that okay. twice.
2: Okay. So Ashton R 24 at com. All right. Ashton.
0: Excellent. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. So
1: yeah,
0: Ash, thanks for being here today. Uh, it was a fun show and, um, and thanks to all of our callers and my apologies to the callers that got dropped along the way. Um, you know, um, sometimes you got to be patient with the shows uh, until we can we can get to you. But uh, we got to most people, and uh, there's also a chat room that I forget to tell people to jump in uh, as well. So anyway, all right. Again, Ash, thanks for joining me today. Uh, I'll let you go. You have an awesome evening, and we'll catch up with you soon.
3: Mm-hmm. All
2: right, awesome. Thank you. I will.
0: <laughs> all right. Bye bye.
4: Um, take care. Bye.
0: All right, guys. Thanks for tuning into Snake Oil Radio. Uh, I will be back next month. Um, uh, I do uh, every other month. I do a live column read show. I generally don't take calls for the column column show because it's really about the column, reading it, discussing that in more detail. Although sometimes, to the end, if you have a question about that, I can. Um, and I'll be doing some more interview shows in the next. Um, a couple of months as well, with some great guests, and uh, we had a great guest today, and there'll be more to come. So again, thanks for joining me today here on Snake O Radio. then for signing out. We'll catch you guys next time, and uh, happy uh, spring, rest of April. Cheers.